Today is Tuesday, the 19th of December, and welcome to the Daily Pause. It is the third week of Advent, a week that approaches our celebration of the coming of Jesus, God in the flesh. It's Christmas time. The readings this week take us deep into an Old Testament story where Jesus already revealed himself as the angel of the Lord way back then. God who comes, comes near to his people. The same God who came personally to Moses in the burning bush is the same Jesus who came at Christmas to rescue humanity, is the same Jesus that comes to us and for us now in these moments. So with ears, minds, and hearts now opening up to the Jesus who comes, let's begin. As I enter prayer now, I pause to be still, to breathe slowly, to recenter my scattered senses upon the presence of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, lead me in this time of prayer now. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the Most High Place by the blood of Jesus, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. Father, you are the God who provides. Jesus, you are the Savior who comes. Holy Spirit, you are the God who dwells within me. Holy Trinity, I thank you and praise you for who you are. You are good, true, right and praiseworthy. While my actions might speak differently, my soul declares that you are enough for me. Jesus, you are good and true and merciful. Father, you provide abundantly and graciously. Spirit, you empower and advocate on my behalf. Today, during this time of prayer, I draw near to you, the true lover of my soul. Exodus chapter 3 verses 11 through 15. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. 
Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. That is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. When I consider the identity question that Moses lays before God, we see what today is still the answer to his question. The question is, who am I? What qualifies me for what God has placed in my life? And God's answer is the same now as it was then. He doesn't answer with a litany of the qualities Moses has, but instead, it's a statement of who God is, a present God, who Moses is, who I am, who you are, flows out of the reality of God's presence in our lives. One of my most treasured memories of my dad is flying with him in the various planes he built. When I was a teenager, he asked during a flight if I'd like to take the controls for a while and fly. I don't recall exactly what I said. I'm sure it was along the lines of me. Wait, what? I have no idea how to do that. I don't recall, though, my dad taking time to build me up or list all the ways I was skilled because I wasn't skilled. I had never done this. He simply reassured me that he was right there. It wouldn't tell me exactly what to do and how to do it as we went. It wasn't like he was hopping out of the plane and leaving. I took the handles and I flew. I thought it would be much harder than it was. He told me to just keep the front wings level with the horizon. He even had me turn us in a beautiful slow arc at one point. His presence was enough for me to know I could do it. There was no possibility of him abandoning me in the plane as we flew. There was no possibility of God abandoning Moses and a plan that God had already put into motion. Moses just didn't realize it yet that he was already in this plan. He didn't feel competent, and even once God reassured him of his presence, he needed to know how to answer the Israelites' questions. God's answer that he is present puts Moses fully on board. His mind starts working through logistical questions, and he's envisioning what it will look like to be rescuing the Israelites alongside God. This serves to remind us when God is moving us in a new direction, even if we aren't seeing all the details yet, once we can start envisioning it, that's evidence of our faith to keep following the direction he's taking us. So while Moses might sound skeptical, I see his question as his willingness to partner and to trust that God will see him through this. Wherever God is present, he is in the business of rescuing. It might not be you in a particular situation that he is rescuing you from, but he has put you into the business of rescuing others on his behalf. You're part of a greater story, one that none of us can possibly comprehend the details to. I just know it to be true. 
The entire Bible is a story of God working over thousands of years, so He can certainly work over the lifespan of each of our fleeting lives. Holy Spirit, as we return to the passage, let us sit confidently in your calling on our lives. You've given us your presence, and now it's a joy to bring your presence to others. Exodus chapter 3, verses 11 through 15. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. That is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. Jesus, you are my God who comes. You came to Moses in the burning bush, revealing your name, I am. You came at Christmas in the flesh and walked this earth, declaring yourself to be the very same, I am. And now you come to me, for me, and in me. question is, will I notice? Will I today, throughout the rhythms of my life, notice you, Jesus, my God who comes? Oh, Jesus, fuel my heart's desire for you, for your presence, for your leading of my heart, for your grace and forgiving love, O oh, fuel my desire for your healing and wholeness. I need you, Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus, come. More of you, Jesus. Fill me with more of you. As our normal pause practice, we now join Jesus, 
our God who comes, in his mission as we pray for people we know who need to know Jesus better, who need to experience his presence and his rescue. So take a moment now to name out loud at least three people that you know that need to know Jesus better. Just say their names now. Oh, Jesus, thank you for living, dying, and rising for the special people just named. Thank you for coming for them now. I ask you to reveal to them that they are your beloved, that you are there. I am. Create in them faith to believe deeply in you and receive your rescue as their Savior and their Lord. For them you died, and for them you rose, and now reign, and for them I pray. And now we get to conclude our time of prayer with the second verse of Charles Wesley's 18th century hymn, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. The second verse. Born thy people to deliver born a child, yet a king, born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. Amen. Amen.